Some thoughts about central banks' renewed interest in gold. Welcome to my video. Central banks are rediscovering gold, right? In the third quarter of 2022, central banks and monetary authorities around the world purchased nearly 400 tons of gold. This was a whopping 340% increase over the same quarter last year. Most notably, it was also the largest amount bought by central banks since the year 2000. This brings the total volume purchased by this group of buyers to 673 tons so far this year, the largest annual volume since 1967. The buyers listed by the World Gold Council were the Central Bank of Turkey with 31 tons, the Central Bank of Uzbekistan with 26 tons, the Central Bank of India with 17 tons and the Central Bank of Qatar with 15 tons. Interestingly, the World Gold Council leaves the other central bank, the other central banks on the buying side unnamed. After all, the purchases mentioned do not explain the entire purchase volume. Western central banks were not listed. One can speculate. Perhaps the central bank of Russia was a very important gold buyer in the past quarter. With Russia locked out of global capital markets, it stands to reason that the Kremlin swapped energy and commodity export revenues denominated, denominated in US dollars and euro for physical gold. Possible trading partners would have been Turkey, India and, above all, China. For example, a quantity of 200 tons of gold currently has a market value of around 11 billion US dollars, an amount that the Russian state treasury can most likely handle without any problems. In September 2022 alone, Russian income from oil exports amounted to around 15 billion US dollars. However, assuming that not only the Central Bank of Russia, but also other non-Western central banks have increased their demand for gold, raises some questions. To avoid misunderstandings. The central banks worldwide have been restocking their gold reserves since the beginning of 2009. Central banks as a whole have been systematically reduce, reducing their gold positions since around the mid-1970s, since the spring of 2009 in the wake of the global financial and economic crisis, however, this development has reversed. The monetary authorities have been building up their gold positions again. As of September 2022, latest data point available, central banks' gold reserves were nearly 1.2 billion troy ounces, the highest level since February 1975. What's behind the significant appreciation of gold by central banks and monetary authorities? Many non-Western central banks probably want to diversify their currency reserves more than before, thereby reducing their dependency on the US dollar in particular. Why? On the one hand, a further loss of purchasing power is feared for the greenback, as is the case with other Western currencies such as the euro, pound sterling and the Canadian dollar. On the other hand, political risks are being reassessed. 
The freeze on Russian currency reserves has made it clear to many investors that the U.S. is using the U.S. dollar for political purposes, allowing U.S. dollar investments held by foreigners to be confiscated by the U.S. administration. Holding physical gold is not subject to such risks. It is virtually the national currency reserve. Is the status of the US dollar as the world reserve currency at risk? Despite all the prophecies of doom, the US dollar is still the most important currency in the world. Large firms and investors cannot avoid holding US dollars to conduct financial and commercial transactions. However, the US dollar's position is not set in stone. As mentioned above, many central banks and investors seem increasingly inclined to limit or reduce their US dollar exposure, a trend that is very likely to continue in the coming years. It definitely applies to the so-called BRICS, Brazil, Russia, India, China and South Africa, but also to various other smaller countries and it is likely that their growing skepticism, skepticism also applies to other Western currencies such as the Euro, Japanese Yen, Pound Sterling and Canadian Dollar, all of which are ultimately under the thumb of the US. Does the central bank's high demand for gold reflect the aspirations of some countries to create a gold currency? Speculation about a new currency that Russia and all the BRICS countries could launch have received sustained and justifiably widespread attention in recent months. Undoubtedly, a new currency could be a far-reaching turning point for the status quo in the international credit and monetary system. It could become a challenge to US dollar dominance. However, there are many hurdles to overcome when creating a new currency. For example, the acceptance of a new currency would probably not be gained overnight. It would take time. How could a new currency be created? Well, it could be designed as a basket consisting of national currencies. But would that be an improvement compared to the US dollar? Well, not really. The new basket currency would be inflationary as the underlying national fiat currencies would be inflationary. A basket of gold-backed currencies could be a rather promising option. Assuming that the BRICS and their followers would agree on a gold-backed currency basket as a competitor to the US dollar, how would that work? How could that work? The devil is in the detail. The, participa the, the participating countries could cover their outstanding money supply, say in the definition of the M1 money stock, with the official gold reserves that their respective central banks have stored in their basements. New and fixed exchange rates emerge between currencies backed by gold. Currencies backed by comparatively large amounts of gold appreciate against those that have, that have comparatively little gold backing. And these gold-backed currencies would appreciate, presumably strongly, 
against those Western currencies with no gold backing. After that, the national money supplies only increase if the physical gold supply increases through mining, new money and or the inflow of gold from abroad made available for monetary purposes. National gold currencies would emerge, but none of them would be large enough in volume to serve as an international transaction unit. So it would make sense to establish a currency basket consisting of the gold-backed currencies, made up of, say, the Brazilian real, Russian ruble, Indian rupee, Chinese renminbi and South African rand. The currency basket could then be given a name and serve as a transaction medium, unit of account and store of value. Whether a gold-backed currency would really be in the political interests of the currencies mentioned is worth asking. After all, it is a fact that governments prefer unbacked paper money because it can be used for political purposes. A gold currency limits the monetary maneuvering space for any government. That said, it is obvious that competing with the US dollar will not be easy. What is more, the considerable, the considerable shock or recession to the financial and economic structure built up in the fiat money regime, likely caused by a transition to a gold currency, must also be taken into account. Why is it actually so difficult to turn away from the greenback? The US dollar was a precious metal currency by the Coinage Act of 1792. It was not only it was not only until the 1970s when the Bretton Woods system, which was in effect from 1945 to 1971, was ended that the US dollar lost its redeemability into gold. Nevertheless, the gold, the greenback has remained the world's leading currency and it still enjoys a high level of acceptance as a means of payment almost everywhere in the world. This does not come as a surprise. The US dollar has been the currency of the world's largest and militarily strongest economy. No other currency comes close to this status. In addition, many other currencies are actually based on the US dollar. In this light, The current global monetary system can be described as a US dollar-centric standard that cannot simply be shaken off overnight. The renewed interest of many non-Western central banks in gold is, therefore, presumably primarily due to a change in currency reserve management. Greater diversification is the main goal. They want to limit, even reduce, their exposure vis-à-vis -vis the US dollar, the euro and other Western currencies as official reserves are concerned. At the same time, non-Western central banks want to limit the political risk that the US will use its currency in its financial warfare to support US interests. Will international trade be affected if the US dollar becomes less attractive? One might think that going forward, exporting nations could use their green board, their greenback exporting earnings to buy U.S. commodities, raw materials and intermediate products 
and ship them from the US to their home turf. In other words, foreign countries would then no longer willingly finance US consumption and investment. It would cost the US dearly. Goods would become increasingly scarce in the US, their prices would rise, interest rates would go up, and, and asset prices would fall. America's material standard of living would decline, perhaps drastically. Such a setback for the US welfare would, of course, have a huge impact on almost, other, on almost all other economies in the world. It could lead to a major adjustment crisis, even a system crash. It could cause the debt-fueled fiat money system to collapse. Many borrowers would suddenly be unable to service their debts. The political incentives to avert the collapse of the financial and economic system by running the electronic printing press would increase enormously and it could all end in high inflation, perhaps even in hyperinflation. Even these few considerations suggest that the price for the political goal of breaking the US dollar dominance by all means and in the short term could be very high for everyone involved. However, the apparent instability of the global fiat currency system may already be enough to reignite interest in gold. Some central banks now seem to be recognizing this more and are increasingly betting on gold again. While the gold price development since March 2022 may have disappointed many investors, the price of the yellow metal fell from 2052 US dollars per ounce to around 1750 US dollars per ounce in November 2022, there are still good reasons to continue to focus on the insurance function of gold, to bet on gold. The growing imbalances in the international credit and monetary architecture recommend holding at least part of the liquid portfolio in physical gold and silver. The purchasing power of these precious metals cannot be devalued by monetary policy and it, unlike deposit, is not subject to default risks. In our view, the current price of gold and silver are attractive for long-term investors looking to build up and expand positions in precious metals. Thank you very much for your attention. If you enjoyed the video, please like, share, ring the bell and follow my channel. See you soon.